Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the dugout. Uh, we have an off-season episode for you guys today. We're going to cover free agency, um, just everything happening over the off-season right now. I'm joined alongside Justin. Um, yeah, we're back. There's uh, a lot of news for us to cover, obviously. Um, obviously, there's two big ones. Obviously, Shohei Otani and, and Juan Soto. Um, both uh, shuffling up the league, um, especially uh, especially. Shohei Otani, I mean, record-breaking North American sports deal. Um, just absolutely crazy. I, I mean, we, we talked about how much he would potentially get over uh, over the offseason, and I don't think either of us mentioned a, a $700 million <laughs> yeah. contract. Um, no, I think we were looking close. more in the – I think everyone was looking more in the five to $600 million range, um, and then obviously with the injury too as well. Probably expected to get uh, a little less, but but no, the Dodgers went out, offered him uh, seven hundred million big ones, and uh, <laughs> just on top. I mean, on top of his endorsements in the U.S., on top of his endorsements, probably in Japan, um, he's probably making well over a billion dollars over over the uh, over the course of his contract. Obviously, the contract nuances. He's only getting paid two million dollars a year, which that in itself is. Uh, probably crazier than making 700 million dollars 100 yeah when i mean i mean it allows them to do things like get a glass now from the race yeah. you know and allows exactly. them to keep on building and which is crazy to think that they're going to be able to keep on adding players when you have bets <laughs> freeman otani uh, that are probably going to bat back to back to back um so yeah i mean it's a pro move but like you said endorsement wise he's still gonna make bank you know over the next decade and then uh he's got one heck of a retirement plan <laughs> with deferred money yeah, that's, I mean, that's 680 sure. after retirement and that just i mean i don't know how the dodgers are gonna afford that down the road obviously i'm not gonna worry about it until until we get there but you know having to pay um 68 million dollars a year after after he's done playing for them um, is uh, almost unfathomable. I guess the owners could just sell the team and <laughs> leave, leave the debt with someone else. But um, yeah, that was uh, big for the sports world. Obviously he's not pitching this year. Um, so the 700 million, you know, some people questioned it. Um, you're paying for a two-way talent. That isn't a two-way talent at the moment. We don't know what he's going to be like. When he returns, obviously from um, from Tommy John, so tough to uh, tough to navigate, tough to forecast. Regardless, he's the highest paid North American athlete ever, and I don't think it's really even close. You can get two Patrick Mahomes out of him. Um, <laughs> he's and yet he's the seventeenth highest paid player on the Dodgers this year, which is crazy to think about. You have few rookies making more than him. I mean, like guys like Amon Rosario are making more than him. Um, but then obviously like between, between bets, Freeman and him, um, just in terms of total money, I mean, they've invested well over $1.23 billion into those three players, which is uh, crazy to think about. You know, obviously we saw the Mets get really close to the, I think they might've hit the billion dollar point with, you know, how much they were paying, um, you know, Scherzer to Gromlin, et cetera. Um, obviously, that didn't work out for them. The Dodgers haven't had much playoff success in recent years. Obviously, they've had the COVID, um, they have the COVID World Series, but outside of that, 
They haven't won a World Series in a long time. And uh, hopefully Shohei can turn it around. But the big money moves haven't paid off <laughs> in, in, uh, in recent years. So it's um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how far they get up. So they got bounced really early the past two years. So hopefully he can get them over the hump. But that top three, I mean, Betts, Otani, Freeman in the batting order is is almost impossible to navigate. Yeah, no, I mean, it's. You got obviously the AL MVP in Otani, uh, and then you're going to have, you know, Betts and Freeman who are, you know, in the MVP conversation for NL. Um, so they're still all kind of in that peak area of their careers, too. And to your point, I think for the Dodgers, I mean, they've been they've been making it rain for a few off seasons now, and the success hasn't really come of it yet. I no. mean, I think everybody was pretty shocked last year when it came to uh, their early exit against the Diamondbacks. Obviously, the Diamondbacks ended up having their kind of storybook uh trajectory mm-hmm. into the world series but still i mean when you're when you're looking at kind of what the dodgers had last year you expected them to kind of move forward be in world series contention i think that everybody kind of felt like that was a given so um now with otani and and glass now and you know anybody else that they may add moving forward i think ultimately um <laughs> with all the money they're spending you're expecting them to get there crazy about Otani too. I mean, with the two milli, I think it'll allow them to add more people like we spoke about. He's making less than Ken Griffey Jr. is from the Reds this year, which I thought was was wild. Um, But uh, nonetheless, yeah, I think ultimately right now, the Dodgers are World Series favorites. And if this doesn't work out, I think you start to get into a few things with you know, is Dave Roberts the right person to to lead the club? And who's uh, yeah, going to stay? Already, who's yeah, not? Yeah, he, he's been under the hot seat for years now. But now it's really like, man, if he can't do it with this club or at least get there, it's going to be tough to keep his job after this year, I feel like. Yeah. And then, I mean, even with the addition of Glasnow, uh, I mean, you John Lester's pitched more innings since 2019 than Tyler Glasnow has. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a, that to me is a tough contract. Obviously, it's a move they needed to make. They they do need starting pitching. Kershaw is getting up there in age. You know, you have young Bobby Miller who looked awesome, but outside of that, really nothing crazy. Gonsolin had a really down year. He had one really good year. I think it was his contract year, which is to be expected. And then outside of that, it was kind of had a really bad year this year. Uh, I mean, obviously, we know Tyler Glasnow is an incredible talent and an incredible pitcher when he's healthy, but. Haven't seen that in the past four or five years from him. So hopefully uh, we can see that with the Dodgers. They're still in the Yamamoto discussions as well. Um, A lot of teams are. uh, I don't, I can't really forecast where Yamamoto is going to end up. It's, uh, it's been very, I mean, I I shouldn't say secretive because, you know, obviously Shohei's was very secretive. Um, But Yamamoto's has been very quiet. There's no real. You know, there's the final, you know, six or so teams that are still in on him, but you know, there's no real front runner to me right now. Um, the Red Sox finally, you know, came out and said they threw 300 million at him. So hopefully, uh, you know, as a Red Sox fan, I would love to have him. We need a starting, starting arm like that desperately. But um, you know, then you have the Yankees, the Dodgers, obviously with the show high contract can afford another Japanese star like that. Um, with the Yankees, though, it's tough because you got to forecast, you know, how you're going to pay Juan Soto as well. I mean, that's obviously the plan yeah. is to extend Juan Soto. 
Let us take a quick moment here to tell you about our tremendous sponsor, HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. The holiday season is in full swing, which means the new year, spring training, and new year's resolutions are right around the corner. Whether your resolution is to save money, eat better, find a new starting pitcher, or stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Say hey to our most delicious year, yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price you'll like delivered right to your door. They say breakfast is the most important meal of the day, and HelloFresh agrees. In fact, they're giving all subscribers breakfast for life. That means you'll enjoy totally free breakfast items with every single HelloFresh delivery. Now that's worth a 10-year contract, no deferrals necessary. I recently tried the cheesy egg and guacamole breakfast sandwich. Not only was it delicious, but it took less than 15 minutes to prepare. It was a perfect breakfast before a full day following the latest baseball free agency rumors. Go to HelloFresh.com slash DugoutFree and use code DugoutFree. That's dugout free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while the subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash dugout free with code dugout free. So yeah, moving into the one Soto trade, I thought the Padres could have asked for more. Yeah. Um, I just thought based on their return, me personally, regardless of, you know, his contract, I'm not answering the phone if one of the th- top three prospects isn't isn't named, and they and they weren't. Uh, the Yankees didn't have to touch Dominguez. They didn't have to touch Spencer Jones. Um, they didn't even have to touch Austin Wells. They got Higashioka in return. Uh, just kind of felt like he was just thrown in there, maybe for salary relief. But yeah, I mean, a player of the caliber of Juan Soto going to a division like that and a stadium like that. Um, I thought the return was um, underwhelming for the Padres. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I think if I, if I was San Diego, I would have said, like, hey, until you're willing to throw Dominguez in there, um, you know, potential generational talent, switch hitter, outfielder, <clears throat> somebody that's pretty much going to be prime for the big leagues pretty soon, as soon as he recovers from his injury, I probably wouldn't have had many discussions. But ultimately, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Obviously, I know they wanted to get rid of Trent Grisham's contract, and that was yeah. kind of a part of the deal, too. So yeah. um, I know they found some value there. They took out, you know, $50 million loan last year. So uh, it sounds like they're trying to part ways with some some contract liability um, just to lessen that burden on them. But, yeah, so do the Yanks should be super interesting. I mean, the guy's only 25 years old. It feels like we've been watching him play yeah, for, that's forever, part, right? <laughs> which we have. I mean, yep. he's been in the league forever, but – um, I mean, yeah, with that short porch and right field, hit the most home runs he's had in his career this past year. Um, you know, pairing him with Judge, getting them both some protection for each other. You know, Stan, if he's able to remain healthy, I mean, that that lineup in terms of the amount of home runs that they're going to be able to produce is going to be pretty insane. I mean, I think ultimately it'll be interesting to see what his contract ends up being. I know New York's super dedicated to making sure he stays a Yankee, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I, I was underwhelmed with the return as well. I would have thought, uh, for me personally, unless I'm getting Dominguez, I'm not. Answer, I'm not. Uh, I'm not making that deal. Yeah, but. I mean, I, I I understand that you know it's it's he's on the last year of a contract, but I mean, just look at how much the Padres gave up for two years of him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're only talking about an extra year, and I know obviously that's an extra year. I get it, uh, but they gave up. I I think two top five prospects plus other prospects as well. I mean, the Nationals got an absolute haul back for him. Um, and those prospects are looking really good for them as well. So you would have liked to seen at least one, um, it, you know, Michael King is a good arm. It's, you know, good for the Padres to get an arm like that back. 
hasn't stayed healthy very much. Uh, Randy Velasquez is a highly rated prospect, uh, 13th in their farm. So, I mean, that's not terrible. Johnny Brito's uh, nothing special. He's been in the, in the bigs for, for a while now and really hasn't, you know, moved the needle in any direction. And if, if he has, you know, it's been in the wrong direction. Um, Thorpe again, uh, you know, the 99th ranked overall prospect, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I just feel like the Padres should have gotten a positional player back with, with some value. Um, I, I was a believer. I thought that Verdugo would have just been a, a, a flip piece for them. I, I thought, you know, he would yeah. have been involved in that somehow. Um, because now you look at the Yankees outfield, you have, uh, you know, Oswaldo Cabrera, who the Yankees fans want to play a lot more, and he and he hasn't. I know he can play other positions. Um, then you have Judge, Verdugo, Soto. Uh, then you have Stanton. So I, it's, a, it's a tough outfield to navigate now because – you have guys that can DH like Stanton and Soto. Um, Stanton, both Stanton and Soto's gloves. You know, I I know Juan Soto's won a Gold Glove, but let's be real, he's not a Gold Glover. Uh, you know, yeah. he, you know, a lot of go, <laughs> yeah. a lot of Gold Gloves are handed out because of the bat, as well. Um, Verdugo's a great glove, but you know he doesn't have the offensive prowess as Soto. Uh, maybe even Stanton. I, you know, he's a more consistent hitter than Stanton, but um, obviously with Cashman's comments they're expecting Stan to get hurt and be out for some time. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, Yankees definitely got better. Am I sold on the Yankees? No, which <laughs> sounds crazy to say, but I, what besides, obviously they get Juan Soto fine. Um, their pitching is still the same. They have Garrett Cole, Cy Young fine outside of Garrett Cole. Doesn't really impress you. Obviously, if they get someone, if they get the Yamamoto, then yeah, that's they're they're up there with the Dodgers with, as World Series favorites. But you know, to me, and obviously I'm a biased Red Sox fan. I've seen the Yankees do absolutely nothing the past what is it now, 14 years, and uh, yeah. they've had some good players. So uh, does it get me excited about the Yankees? Yeah. I, I love Juan Soto. I think Juan Soto is going to go down as one of the greatest hitters of all time. Um, they got they got to make some more moves to to compete uh, in, in the rest of this league, to compete with the Dodgers and to keep uh, compete with the Rangers. Because, I mean, you look at the Rangers too, right? Like the Rangers are, Rangers won a World Series without Jacob deGrom, uh, not a fully healthy Max Scherzer. They're obviously out for a bit of time. They're going to be healthy again. How are you supposed to compete with uh, a rotation that has Jacob Degrom or Max Scherzer as a three, as a as a three in the rotation? Um, yeah, uh, you can't. So, uh, yeah, I think the Yankees got more work to do, but it's uh, obviously broke the world of baseball. One of the biggest trades, uh, and not a team. Honestly, not a team that I expect. I didn't expect the Yankees to make that move. Um, I don't no. think you know. I thought. You know, maybe the Mets were in play there. Um, even the Red Sox were in play for a little bit, but I didn't think the Yankees. You know, the Yankees have been very dormant the past however many years, um, and I just I didn't think it was a move they'd make. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I mean, I think it, uh, which is crazy to say, because you go back to you know to like the George Steinbrenner days where it was yeah. like you see here big stars up for trade. You're like, well, okay, first off, he's probably going to go to the Yankees, so. Yeah, it felt more like those times for sure when uh-huh. I heard that it actually happened. Because you'd heard those rumors, 
you know, kind of seeing the fan edits and stuff. And I agree. I just didn't really see that as a feasible option uh, for them. But um, it was kind of cool in a way to see that because it kind of felt like, you know, some nostalgia there. But I agree, man. I mean, I think ultimately Soto is obviously a generational talent. But you look at what their season was last year and it was pretty dreadful. Um, you know, they set a lot of bad records in the sense of like mm-hmm. their record and where they finished in the division for the yeah. first time in decades. And Gary Cole won the AL Cy Young. <laughs> um, yeah. And so you have that. And then you have, you know, obviously Judge was a little bit hurt last year. But assuming Sands probably going to get hurt, Cashman went pretty savage on that. I'm curious to see how that affects any free agent signings, if at all. But you got Sand, and then obviously with Judge, um, you know, he's had his injury passed as well. So in terms of that, whether or not Soto, I'm sure obviously he's going to make them better. Um, but if it pushes them, I agree. I think they need one or two more people. I know they signed Carlos Rondon last year. He obviously flopped hard in his first year. Yeah. He can get back to where he was in San Francisco. I think there's ultimately, you know, get him, Yamamoto. Then we're starting to talk, actually, some some feasibility and them being in contention. But agreed in the sense that I think that they need a few more pieces to really feel like they're up at the top. Um, but it should be interesting. I think outfield-wise, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you there. I think people kind of underrate Soto's uh, – lack of defensive ability sometimes and I think ultimately with Stanton he's pretty solidified in the DH spot so um you know who are you going to give ABs to in terms of obviously Soto and Stanton you know Stanton's pretty inconsistent but he can obviously hit for power still so it's who's going to be the one that's taking less at bats it's probably not going to be Soto but then you got Stanton making 30 plus mil um you know batting 50 percent of the time because they need the slot for for Soto or for Judge if he, you know, is coming back from an injury. So it should be interesting to see kind of how they work that through. Um, I, I'm in agreement with you, though. I think they need to make a few more moves to to get back into the place where I'm like, okay, they're in contention with the division, especially with the Orioles. I mean, they only, they only spent $35 million for the whole team last year, and they won over 100 games, and mm-hmm. uh, they got even more prospects coming up into the bigs. That's going to obviously be in contention. Um, so I think ultimately, and obviously the Rays, the Rays continue to be able to, to produce wins out of their ball club. So, yeah, I mean, obviously it, it shocked the world. It, that was still kind of crazy to see a big star go to New York. It felt kind of nostalgic there, but ultimately I think they got a few more things they need to do for me to feel like, okay, cool. The Yankees right. are backing that up rational on the teams for contention. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it with the Padres too. One Juan Soto doesn't fix you. Um, yeah. obviously the Padres had a lot of issues too, but, uh, you know, the Yankees have had their internal issues as well. Um, and that's the thing, the Yankees, they got Juan Soto, but they've lost, you know, they lost Herman, which, you know, say what you want about him. He pitched pretty well when he pitched last year. Um, you know, has he been great during his career now? He hasn't at all. Uh, obviously he has his off the field issues, but you know, that's, that's a starting arm. Uh, Frankie Montes didn't even come nearly close to working out. Rodon obviously hasn't come nearly close to working out. Uh, so it's, it's tough to navigate for New York. I think like he's like, we've both been saying they got to make some moves. And I think uh, start, I think paying Juan Soto um, is the first step so they can get yeah. that money down and, and, you know, look to where they can improve. They have prospects to trade as well. I mean, that's the thing is again, you're talking about the crowded outfield. Obviously, um, you know, Dominguez is hurt. I think he's, he'll probably end up missing most of this year, but that's another, you know, outfield spot. Spencer Jones probably going to be ready this year. Another outfield spot. Uh, it's, or, you know, he can play first as well too, but you have Anthony Rizzo. It's just, uh, 
it feels like the Yankees have riches in places they were already. I, I mean, I'm not going to call them rich in other places. You know, obviously, like Verdugo, Judge, Stanton isn't necessarily rich, but uh, you know, it feels like they're adding to spots they don't necessarily need. Obviously, I'm not trying to, you know, insinuate that trading for Juan Soto is a bad idea. It's, you know, never an issue to have too many good players. But um, when you look at some of the holes in their team, you know, Glaber had an incredible year. But, you know, the question is, you know, how serviceable is IKF at shortstop? He's got a great glove. He, you know, performed a lot better this year. But is that a New York Yankees shortstop in the, in the lineage of New York Yankees shortstops? No. Uh, again, third base, same thing. Um, I don't even know who they're going to throw at a third base this year. Maybe, uh, maybe Everson Pereira. Or, I don't know. But that's the thing. Uh, you know, catcher as well. Uh, Austin Wells will probably end up getting a lot of that, but they don't seem too sold on him. Uh, you know, he's 24. He's been, he's been their number three prospect for years now. He's 24. Um, you know, it, kind of have to make a decision there yeah. Uh, but yeah i think juan soto you know if we want to talk about the contract juan soto is going to get up there with shohei i mean they're paying shohei 700 million for the you know obviously there's the prospect of shohei pitching at some point for them but if you're looking at it right now it doesn't seem as if they held that against them and they're they're still committed to paying him that um even just for the bat so yeah juan soto not pitching we could very well see him in the five hundred, six hundred million dollar range, and obviously the Yankees are a team that could afford that, and uh, a team that wouldn't be scared to do so. I don't think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna break the bank too. But um, with the Judge contract, even with the Stan, I don't know how much left is on the Stanton contract. I don't know how much they have to uh, they owe still, but the Garrett Cole contract, they have a lot of money down. Um, I don't, I don't know. Could they f- reasonably afford Juan Soto at five hundred fifty million dollars for ten years without I a mean, restructured deal like Ortani? Be a tough one, I think. Ultimately, I mean, like you said, they got a lot of money already, and I think Stan's deal is coming close. But obviously, you yeah. have Judge, you have Cole, um, you have a guy like Rondon from last year. I know he, you know, not as long, but there's some money there. Um, I think if you're the Yankees, I think it, by making this trade, you say like, all right, no, we're going to do whatever we need to do to keep this guy. Um, and I think you're right. I think the, the bank is, is going to be broken by him just for the simple fact like we talked about the guy's 25, four silver sluggers yeah. I mean, world series title. I mean, the guy is, you know, especially with what he can do in that stadium. So, um, I think they'll do kind of a classic Yankees move where they'll pay him and then be like. All right, we'll figure out the rest. <laughs> um, yeah. But in terms of the amount of money that they would have after they signed him to a deal like that, um, there would have to be a lot of shuffling, I think. I mean, you'd have to part ways with some people in some capacity, um, or you'd have a really, really heavy lineup in the sense that you have our right, cool Soto judge, let Stanton finish out. We got Cole. And then you're starting guys at shortstop that don't feel like Yankee shortstops. You're kind of nameless at third base. So, you might be in a hole like that for a while. And I think they probably view Soto as that type of talent where they're willing to do that for a year or two and where they feel like he can get him over the hump. Now, whether or not that's accurate or not, we'll see. I think ultimately to your point too, um, with all their other prospects, especially like a guy like Dominguez, I know he's out with the UCL. Um, but obviously, you know, when he did have some ABs in the bigs, he looked like he's a real deal. 
Um, maybe they use that to go out and get some cheaper pitching um, or fill the gaps in their roster. Um, that would certainly feel like more old school Yankees. So I'm sure just from them making this move, it seems like they're like, hey, we'll pay him first and worry about that later. But there's definitely some some room for opportunity when it comes to kind of their lineup right now because you're one or two injuries away from being like, who do we have? <laughs> who do we have on this lineup that's going to be able to produce for us? Um, but I think ultimately, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna pay first, ask questions later, and figure it out. And we'll see how that strategy pays off for them. Yeah, I mean, with the you know, if you combine the judge contract, let's say Soto gets four fifty to five fifty, uh, the Cole contract you're probably paying close to a billion for, for those three players. Um, obviously the Dodgers doing the same thing, but they have the Shohei restructure. Um, yeah. And we've talked about the Dodgers struggles to get over the hump. Like, do you pay Juan Soto and, and kind of just face the fact that you're stuck with these three cornerstones and you kind of have to cheap out every, uh, you know, along the way everywhere else, or do you say, we can't, you know, let's, let's build a team with, with, you know, the, the 550 million we, we could save here. Um, yeah. You know, obviously like it's, it's tough to pass up on a generational player like Soto, but given the Yankees struggles in the past, however many years it's um it's tough because I think, I think teams are going to throw a lot of money at Juan Soto. Um, you know, like a team like the Mets, they could come out of here and, 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 and throw $600 million at him. Are the Yankees going to top it? And if so, how are you allocating, how are the Yankees allocating this money across, you know, fielding a, a, a team that can win the world series with, you know, if, you know, if they, if they were paying Juan Soto over $600 million, they would have, you know, a billion between Soto and judge. Uh, yeah. You know, the judge contract, in my opinion, was a bad contract, regardless of how you look at it. Great for judge. He deserves the money. Still a bad contract, just like the Xander Bogar, the Xander Bogars contract was bad. Um, you're paying a guy who's, you know, 32 for 10 years for that much money with injury history. <laughs> I don't love it. Um, yeah. Obviously, I think Aaron Judge, you know, one of the best players when he's healthy. And, you know, the past few seasons, he's been relatively healthy obviously he missed a lot of time last year but the season before obviously we saw what he did when he was fully healthy but when the guy's six eight you know you, yeah. the history of the history of six eight athletes you know they they wear down faster than than uh than your six fours and six fives uh you know there's a lot more force on the body and judge plays a very hard and competitive right field obviously he's the bet he's one of the best at he's a great fielder don't get me wrong but um you're going to move into DH at some point, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we saw with Stanton how moving to, to DH, you know, hindered him. Uh, a lot more injuries once he moved to DH. Hopefully that doesn't happen to the judge. But I don't know. I don't – I'm not sold on the Yankees. I'm not sold on the Yankees paying him. I, I just don't think they can – it's a luxury they can afford. Um, obviously, you know, it's the Yankees and they have – endless money but you know you with the balance tax and whatnot they've already you know they're they already their pick dropped 10 spots just with the new draft rules already this year is, are they going to continue to do that with a relatively weak farm as it is now i don't i don't know uh, i think the yankees like i think you go all in this year to win a world series because they haven't in so long and i think now is a great window to do it it's a great opportunity aaron judge is going to be fully healthy you have juan soto garrett cole is coming off of cy young you know 
keep Stanton healthy as much as possible. They have a couple of young pieces that have, you know, showed flashes. I think now is their window to win a World Series. Maybe, you know, depending if they get Soto back. It's just uh, they're they're halfway between. I it, It's tough to say if you, if I kind of think about it, it's like it's it's like the Chargers of the football uh, <laughs> football yeah. world. Like they have these names, um, but the names don't offer much return sometimes because they're hurt all the time. Uh, you know, John, John Carlos Stanton's like Joey Bosa. He's never on the, he's a hell of a player, but he's never on the field. Um, so it's tough to say there. It, it, it's that they're, they're really close to having to just r- shut it down and rebuild. I like this season yes. was this season could have definitely gone the other way. They could have definitely just sold at the deadline and said, we're just shutting it down. Um, they didn't, they got one Soto. They're still a contending team, but you know, they're selling their soul here. Like how, you know, just, a, just the long-term impact. Um, I've obviously seen it as a Red Sox fan, like the long-term impact of, of selling out for something. Um, you know, obviously we're recovering better now with the, with the, uh, the farm, but I'm not sold on the Yankees. I don't know. I, I, I just think they're, they're not close enough to one side. They're not close enough to making big splashes and being able to afford everything. Um, but they're not young enough to do that. They're, yeah. I'm, they're a pretty old roster as, as it sits now. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's, I, I, I guess that's kind of what concerns me. Cause you know, once these guys start to fizzle out, let's say, let's say judge, you know, Judge's prime is probably what three, four years more from here. Um, Stanton's already out of his prime. Um, Garrett Cole, it's tough to say he's getting up there. Uh, obviously he had a Cy Young season, so I, I can't say he's out of his prime. But uh, yeah, I don't know. They're uh, they they worry me. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not not overly sold either, man. I think ultimately, again, you'd, you'd assume that they probably are like, all right, we're going to work to, I think Cashman even said it, they're going to work to sign Soto to a long-term deal. But to your point, then you're, I mean, you're just really strapped on what you can do. We talk about, you know, earlier with, with Judge, like, you know, assuming if he continues his injury history, or I mean, he's just getting older and he's a big dude. I mean, playing outfield, ultimately, you probably don't want, you know, your, your captain doing that all that much. But we already spoke about before now we're having a really clogged dh spot so you know where do we start batting these people in that regard and then at that point you're sacrificing some some defensive wins out there um and i and i'm with you i mean i think it's very much like a hey cool with the yankees we're gonna bring over this generational talent sweet um but i think to your point it's like all right we signed this person a big money um now we have a really we have some really big names. Like you said, we had those chargers where it's like, Hey, but they got this guy, they got this guy, they got this guy, but then there's really no wins that ever come of it. Um, and obviously in that regard, that's the opposite of what you're looking for, especially with a guy like Stanton. You're like, man, I mean, I fall victim to that all the time. I'm like, well, they have G- Giancarlo Stanton. And then in reality, you start looking at his stats and you're like, if this guy's name wasn't Giancarlo Stanton, I wouldn't look at this as anything more than some right. guy that maybe they should cut. So, Um, yeah, I mean, I think they're in a tough spot. I think sometimes they probably fall victim to, and I'm sure the Red Sox have, have, you know, had this happen or big money franchises in general, but to the fact of like, what's best for the ball club of actually just kind of rebuilding, um, you know, can you get that buy-in from your fans? Uh, if you're a Yankees fan or a Yankees franchise, do you even feel like you could do something like that? Even if it's ultimately the best, it it doesn't necessarily 
seem like they feel that way or maybe they don't even think in that perspective of like yeah man we got some aging talent here we should probably actually just work on building our farm system um instead you know they bring in a, a great young generational talent but again you're paying 500 million dollars to this guy uh and over the next couple of years it's going to really limit what you can do you're going to lose out on draft picks like you alluded to which is therefore going to make your farm system worse um you know anytime you're going to shed aging talent over the next couple of years it's not like you can get large hauls of top rated prospects at least not typically mm-hmm. so um i'm with you i i just don't think this move especially from what we saw from them last year is all of a sudden where it's like okay well this move makes sense because now they're all of a sudden in top contention it makes them a yeah. hell of a lot better but yeah. in terms of whether or not it's good for the short term or long term i don't really see it either way obviously soto long-term talent wise of course but contract wise it puts them in a tough spot so i'll be curious to see what happens and if they make the right move and if it works out for them it'll be interesting and especially especially if you go and sign like let's hypothetically say they sign yamamoto let's say it's 350 million for 10 years you can't there's no way you can pay soto no i mean even cashman said himself you know cashman said you know we can't guarantee that this is a move past 2024 this is a short-term move um but he makes us better in 2024 correct fully correct um but in terms of just what honestly like for their return for what they gave up this was a great trade for them for a year yeah awesome trade for them um yeah but in terms of building for the future like uh, obviously you know 2024 hasn't happened yet i'm looking past 2024 just (laughs) just for fun but i i i don't think there's a reasonable way that they can pay him um, and, and build, I mean, there is a way, um, that way obviously comes with penalties. And I think that way sets the Yankees farther back than it would, um, then trying to push for a world series here in 2024 and 2025. Um, I think they can make a push for a world series in 2024 and 2025 without signing him. Um, I think 2025, their prospects will be ready. Um, I think the Yankees have really struggled the past decade or so with with developing talent. Not so not so much developing. Uh, they've had some really good prospects that played very well in the minors, but it didn't translate. You know, Miguel Andujar, Gary Sanchez, um, it you know none of it really translated. Um, oh, they got Volpe too. I forgot about Volpe. Um, he's yeah. a shortstop. Um, but again, like you know, Volpe had a good year. Was it on par with the hype around him and what you want? No. Uh, am I going to give up on him yet? No, obviously not. Um, so, yeah, I I don't know. It's uh, they need to get the Yankees need to get younger is 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 I think the bottom is the bottom line. Um, if you look at the Braves, the Braves are building a dynasty. The Braves are the standard, obviously. So it's, you know, tough to compare anyone to the Braves. Um, but. You know, just the way they've paid their players, the you know how young they are. Even the Dodgers, relatively young. You have James Outman, Bobby Miller. A lot of that rotation is very young. Their relievers are young. Um, just World World Series winning teams. The Rangers. It's a good mix of youth and, and old. Uh, you know, you have young Carter, uh, Heim, all all young stars. But then you know, obviously, you have your know, your savvy vets like Seager, Simeon, Scherzer, Degrom. Um, yeah. I think the Yankees are just too far on the scale of old. I don't think they have enough good young players to have a mix um, to to be a, like a sustainable team playoffs year in and year out. Uh, which I think, if you look at the playoffs, the playoff teams that are year in and year out good, it's a good mix. 
Um, yeah. And I think that's why the Orioles are going to struggle as well because they refuse to spend money. I mean, they have yeah. so much money to spend. Obviously, they're, they're going to have to end up paying a lot of their prospects. But if the Orioles were serious about winning a World Series, they would go sign some starting pitching. They would be in on Yamamoto. Yeah, they they would be in on yeah. the big name starting pitchers this year, and they, and they haven't been. Um, yeah. Obviously, they made a couple moves you know, at the deadline this past year, but it didn't ultimately end up working out. Uh, they have great relievers, but their starting pitching kind of sucks, to be yeah. honest. Um, <laughs> and I think their uh, unwillingness to do so is 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 hurting them, just like it is the Red Sox, just like it does the Rays. The Rays are not at, the way the Rays play baseball and run their program. Um, obviously, creates wins, but it's not, and it's sustainable, but it doesn't get you over the hump because you have to have these stars that show up in big moments um, when you're not playing in front of 5,000 fans in the trop to, you know, to play. And it's, uh, it's just, it's shown to not be sustainable. Um, But then I think the flip side of it, you have a team like the Mets who are fully on the side of buying and paying and I, it doesn't work. Um, So yeah, if you look at the history of world series winners, it's a good mix of, of really good young prospects um, along with, good signings and uh, I don't think the Yankees are good enough. Uh, they have great signings and great moves to build their team. They're not good enough on the young side. And then, you know, I, if you look at the flip side, the Orioles, they're really good on the young side. They don't have enough splash moves to push them over the hump. So I think that's, uh, you know, the issues with those teams. Um, that's why I think the Dodgers are, are going to be successful this year. That's why I think, um, you know, they have a lot of young players. Um, obviously, they, you know, and they're building depth. They have Margot now in the outfield as well. Uh, really good deep bullpen. The rotation, Dustin May might come back this year. I, I don't, I'm not too, too sure, but uh, I think that's why they'll be successful as well. Um, and then the Braves too as well. I don't know. Um, but, but in terms of the Yankees, we've been talking about the Yankees for a while, but <laughs> that's my spiel on the Yankees. I think they just got to get, uh, Little younger, they gotta they gotta have some prospects here, and they got some good ones coming up. So hopefully they do for them. But yeah, no, I agree, man. I think, like you said, it's it's a combination. I think we we've seen the Rays kind of get to the get to the door and be unable to open it because they don't have that big star, and we've seen you know teams like the Mets uh, feel very limited because they don't have any youth, especially as years go on with with some of those contracts. So yeah, I think for the Yankees, it's going to be heavily reliant on their young talent. Um, they had the opportunity last year to kind of, I think, help produce and help put them in a better spot. And I don't necessarily think they did. I mean, Velope won a gold glove. So, you know, obviously that's a great way to start your career, but ultimately I think they're going to need more from, from all their young talents really be in contention. And yeah, I mean, the Dodgers have been the Dodgers over the last couple of years, but they seem like they're in a great spot. Um, they have a good mix of that. And then, um, obviously a team like the Rangers, you know, they just won the World Series, so I don't think they can be discounted either. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to come down to that kind of veteran signings, you know, kind of bigger star power, younger talent. And I think pitching. I think year over year, you know, teams forget yeah. that uh got to go through all five. Uh, that, that depth is really what helps get you that extra win, which is what's going to help you, you know, propel you over the edge. So, yeah, I think uh, ultimately – Obviously, both teams got better in the Yankees and the Dodgers, um, you know, especially Shohei was crushing it last year. And if he can come back as 
half of the pitcher that he was, it gives him another serviceable starter or bullpen guy. Right. I know we've talked exactly. about him being a, yeah. being a closer in the past, so that just helps contribute to uh, their success moving forward, too. Obviously, Betts and, and Freeman seem like they're still up there, too. So they seem like they are in a much better spot to give you know, uh, $700 million to someone versus the Yankees right now. Um, and we'll see. It, sh- it should be interesting. The AL East isn't getting any easier, though. That, uh, that, that's no, not an easy division. Hard. So, no, yeah. <laughs> so we'll no, I think uh, I think if the Yankees are serious about just going all in this year, like go get a cheap guy like Corbin Burns, uh, similar yeah. to Soto last year in his contract, go get another ace to pair with Garrett Cole. That's what they need so desperately. Um, yeah. you're losing games where Garrett Cole is allowing one run and, you know, it's very DeGrom-like uh, with yeah. the Mets. Um, they need one more starter to solidify the rotation, a little more consistency because the rest outside of Cole, there's zero consistency. Um, and there hasn't been for a long time. Uh, I, I can't remember, you know, obviously they've tried to make moves. Jordan Montgomery didn't work out. Andrew Heaney didn't work out. Um, Montes hasn't worked out. Rodon hasn't worked out. They got to go get someone. They they have to. Uh, you can't have Garrett Cole kind of alone because, you know, as we saw it in the playoffs too, like a couple years ago, once Garrett, Cole's, once Garrett Cole gets hit around, there's nothing for them. Their bullpen's yeah. been great. Their bullpen's been awesome. Yeah. Uh, their pitching coach has done a great job developing the bullpen. But, but starter-wise, no one outside of Cole – can be trusted or relied on to give them a good start. And I think that's the most concerning part. Um, I think what Herman was their, their second starter last year. And that's (laughs) not someone I want as my second starter. Um, And that's speaking as a Red Sox fan, as a team that doesn't have a second starter. Like I don't want um, James Paxton as my second starter. I don't. And he's 35. (laughs) So it's uh, yeah, they, they got to go get someone like, like Corbin Burns for super, I mean, not cheap. He's a great player. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball, but uh, with, with the way he's in a contract year this year, go get him. Yeah. He's in a contract year. He's going to pitch his, he's going to pitch his brains off and uh, there's no point not to. Um, obviously there's guys like Dylan Cease too. You could go for it, but he, you know, his return would be, you know, a lot more expensive, but yeah. yeah, if I'm the Yankees, I'm going all in, I'm getting Corbin Burns this year and I'm winning the world series. Simple as that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, go get if especially if you don't have to give up a lot for him because he's in that contract here. I mean, you got a couple of options. All right, cool. We didn't give up too much. Let's see how it goes. And then if twenty twenty four doesn't go the way that we we wanted to, all right, well then we look to twenty twenty five and maybe there's a big roster shakeup. But I'm gonna agree. So if you're gonna get Soto, you might as well start to sprinkle the other pieces because uh, yeah, you got to pitch, especially if you make the playoffs, at least a few games. You need a few starting pitchers there, not just Cole and. Uh, you know, whoever else you may trot out there to, to actually try to win it. So, uh, I mean, and honestly, with the Yankees right now, it seems like they're they're in that mode. So we'll have to see. But, you know, that would be really their key to success in order to actually make sure that they have an opportunity to put themselves in a good spot for this year and give them some flexibility moving forward. So I like mm-hmm. that move for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that was another episode of the dugout covering the most recent offseason free agency trades. Yeah, I mean, more news to come, obviously. There's some big names still left, like Yamamoto, Bellinger. Um, but, uh, yeah, pretty active, pretty pretty active, pretty crazy offseason so far. So thank you guys for watching, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys.